Welcome to the podcast where we feature inspirational individuals making a positive impact in the world. Today, I'm very excited to have Stacy Grace, the founder of Kent, an eco-conscious and compostable underwear brand as my guest. What's particularly exciting about this episode is that Stacy was once a student of mine years ago at the London College of Fashion. At the time, very few people were talking about sustainability. So you know she's the real deal. And I am very proud to see how far she has come. Today she's on a mission to help save the planet, one basic at a time. Stacy's passion for sustainability and eco-conscious design led her to create Kent, a brand that offers 100% organic and plant-based underwear. Kent's unique selling point is that their underwear and packaging are fully biodegradable and compostable. It is a much-needed solution to the textile and clothing waste crisis, which contributes to an estimated 11 million pounds of undergarments in landfills daily in the U.S. alone. So in this episode, we'll be discussing how Stacey's background in sustainable business consulting combined with her Canadian roots of backyard gardening and composting inspired her to create Kent. We'll also delve into the challenges of starting a sustainable fashion brand and the importance of circular solutions to tackle waste in the fashion industry. Welcome, Stacy, to the show. Thank you so much. It's amazing to be here. Likewise, it's so good to see you after so many years. <laughs> yes, it's it's definitely come full circle to be meeting up again. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so happy. So can you tell us more about your background? That w- What led you to create Kent? Yes. So I spent over 10 years in the apparel industry, um, starting, as you mentioned, in London, um, studying strategic fashion marketing focusing on sustainability. And after working for a number of smaller brands um, who were in the sustainable fashion space, I noticed that even though they were responsible, still faced two big challenges. One being the end-of-life waste component, which you mentioned, and two, the use of plastics um, or synthetics in apparel. So things like spandex, nylon, elastane were especially prevalent in apparel um, and in undergarments. And so after spending a lot of time working with independent brands, I also spent time doing sustainability branding consulting for other apparel brands here in the US, like Tom's, Timberland, Wrangler, just kind of saw that they all still face this big issue, these two big issues. So was excited to focus in on a solution that could potentially tackle both of them. How did your time studying sustainability and working with startups and fashion brands in the textile space influenced your work with Kent? I got to know how brands can be very scrappy and innovative when it comes to responsibility. And particularly when you're a small company, you don't have all the resources available to you as a larger brand would. And so you have to be really 
um, resourceful in making decisions about what you want to do in creating your products, in promoting your company, and telling your sustainability story. And so I learned a ton from all of the brands that I worked with. And being in the textile space for a number of years, really understood the textile supply chain, which was very interesting. And thinking about the development of raw materials and all the hands that touch a textile before it makes it to a factory for cut and sew. So I became, even though my background was more on the business and marketing side of the industry, working in the textile space, I became a little bit more well-versed in production, product development, which kind of later would combine together to allow me to develop um, Kent, our own brand. And with Kent, you focused on compostable underwear. What what was the reason for, I mean, I think you ex- uh, you mentioned a little bit the use of spandex, but can you expand on that a bit more? Yes. So definitely touching on both the waste issue as well as the spandex um, plastics issue. And Originally, I myself couldn't find 100% natural undergarments. And I really wanted this for initially for just a health purpose, purpose where I wanted to wear the most um, natural garments against my body. And then thinking about, as you mentioned, so many underwear end up in landfill every day because they can't be donated or resold. And so thinking about end of life options. I wanted to create a solution that could not only have a net neutral benefit, but could potentially have a net positive benefit. And so that's where composting comes in because it actually has a positive benefit at end of life where when usually kitchen scraps, um, but now our underwear are composted, It turns into nutrient-rich soil, which is a new resource that can be used to grow, in our case, further organic crops. And it also sequesters carbon into the earth. So there's this beautiful story of composting. I feel like it's an untapped resource when it comes to um, climate change and cleaning the earth. So I think it's a, a huge opportunity that just occurs naturally in nature that we haven't quite tapped into yet. And how do you ensure that the materials and the production process that you use are environmentally friendly and sustainable? This is a good question. And it took a number of years to develop and discover our materials that we use in our products. All along the supply chain, we make sure that there's no synthetic um, materials touching our fabrics. And we even do not use synthetic softeners when we wash the fabric. The dyes that we use are certified organic or plant-based. And then our elastics are all plant-based, our thread as well. And so everything that we put into our products is essentially comes from the earth and can go back into the earth safely. And we worked with a local composting partner here in LA to verify that it can actually go back into the compost and safely become soil again. Very interesting. 
And I know you are mentioning the Compost Club. You have. Uh, can you tell us more about Kent's Compost Club and how it's contributing to the closing the loop on waste in the fashion industry? Yes, especially in America, where not everyone has access to a compost, or even in a city where you might not have a backyard and you are looking to compost um, your underwear. We wanted to create the opportunity for everyone to participate. And so we have a compost club similar to how other fashion brands might have a recycling program where customers at the end of their Kent's life can send back their items to us and we will compost for them. Um, so we have a partner here in California and they've been amazing to take a, a chance on having the first apparel composting program. And we're excited to expand this into the future um, with new locations across the country. Incredible. And in the beginning, I'm sure you faced many challenges. I know it's not easy to start a fashion brand, particularly a sustainable fashion brand. Which What challenges did you face? What were some of the biggest challenges and how did you overcome them? And tied to that, I'm also curious to know what challenges you are facing today. Yeah, so starting out, I'd say the biggest challenges were, one, finding the right partners to, one, believe in us and take a chance on being a smaller brand from both a manufacturing and supply standpoint, where I found materials that I wanted to use that were meeting all of our high ethical and environmental standards, but had high minimums. And so negotiating with those suppliers that I have this vision and I want them to believe that we're going to grow and become an important customer for them. Um, and the same time with manufacturing, finding those right partners who we could trust to produce our garments, both in a very quality way, but that would also follow our strict environmental and ethical standards. And so that just takes a lot of time, a lot of conversations, a lot of uh, visiting manufacturing facilities and just establishing those relationships. And so once that supply chain has been set up, it's been amazing. We have so many great partners. Um, and I'd say now, in terms of what our challenges are, we've proven that a desire and a demand exists for our product and customers who find us are very excited. But we have been fully funded or self-funded to date. And as you know, growing a product-based business, growing an apparel brand is very expensive. And so we are hitting a threshold where we know that there's such an exciting opportunity for us, but we're limited in our growth because we don't have access to funds. Right now, our biggest goal for the year um, is access to capital. And you have some plans for that? You are you looking for more capital, more funding? I know you were recently on Shark Tank. Yes, <laughs> uh, we were on Shark Tank, which was incredible. And we had three offers and we ended up 
taking the deal with Damon. And since then, it's definitely helped put our brand on the map. Um, and we're very excited. We just recently launched uh, men's, which is a new category for us. And so we are in looking for additional capital, additional investors to help us grow the next iteration of our business where I think we have our MVP in the market and now we need capital to put behind marketing in order to bring the brand uh, to a wider audience. And what advice would you give to someone? I know I have many listeners who want to start their own sustainable fashion brand. What would your advice be to them? And uh, let's say they don't know where to begin or what to expect. My favorite piece of advice that I've read is to not compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And I think it's so easy to get caught up in seeing how other brands or other entrepreneurs are succeeding when you don't know how far along in their journey that they are. They could be 5, 10, 20 years into it versus you're just starting out. And no entrepreneur's journey is the same. I think it just takes a lot of passion and excitement and resourcefulness. So getting creative with being small and being at the beginning and using that as a advantage rather than seeing it as an obstacle. That's an excellent advice. In fact, I remember when I was back in the day at London College of Fashion and even later on teaching many you know, students or startups will come to me and immediately want to raise money. And my advice will be, hold on, (laughs) which was a little bit opposite of, you know, at the time, the advice that was given, I would always say the very beginning when you don't have the necessary capital or resources is when you are most creative. You know, even with Alexander McQueen or John Galliano or the very big designers who Uh, Stella McCartney, in the very beginning, if you look at their journey, they are highly creative early on. They are still creative, but the very beginning is when they really take off. And I think lack of resources makes you realize what makes your resources and capabilities, what are your unique resources and capabilities. So that's an excellent advice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What sets Kent apart from other brands on the market? Well, I think for us in the beginning, it is using 100% plant-based materials, ideally certified organic, and having a very strict zero synthetic, zero plastics commitment. And I know that not many fashion brands are able to do this. Um, because technology hasn't really existed to enable it. But I think for us, having that really strong commitment and also the end-of-life capability, so offering that full-circle solution and infrastructure. So I kind of like to look at it as both our product as being unique, but also the process where, yes, we want to make a compostable product, but we want to ensure that everything can be composted because that's really where all the magic and amazing positive benefit from our product happens. 
That's incredible. It's so innovative. So I'm curious to know about the process of designing, producing all natural, organic, compostable undergarments. How does it happen? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it was a couple years in the making. Um, a lot of testing and a lot of trialing, a lot of reviewing materials and also just thinking about, as you mentioned, the design from the beginning for a compostable end of life. So how do we make something that is enabling a compostable ending? And whether it's if someone participates with us through our compost club or even compost at home, it should still be the same. And so it was a couple of years of research and development, testing, both just to make sure that our product was beautiful, felt amazing, fit well, and then also all the components. So I like to think that we have in our company an, an internal Kent lab where we're testing new materials and always keeping an eye out for what's coming up next for compostable options. Incredible, very innovative product. And I'm sure that your future will be very successful, the future of Kent, because I don't see that many uh, competitors out there yet in this space. So it's very unique, very innovative. And speaking of which, what are your hopes for the future of sustainable fashion? And how do you see Kent contributing to the to this movement? I would love to see all brands, regardless of size, being more responsible and seeing how they could make a positive impact rather than a neutral impact. And so thinking about how, and it expands beyond fashion too, but how can all companies be a force for good in the world? And whether that's from a people side, a planet side, everything, how can uh, a fashion brand bring to the world value beyond the beauty of their products? And I think that we're trying to do that with our compost club and potentially other ideas that we have um, in the future. Yes. And you mentioned about raising capital. What's next for Kent? And how do you plan to continue innovating and growing the brand? So next for us is priority this year, uh, it, as you mentioned, raising capital, as well as investing in marketing from an educational standpoint, where being at the forefront of compostable clothing, it means that we have a job to do and to educate customers and educate the industry what that means. Um, and so a lot of our focus this year is on education. And also new products. We have ideas for new compostable basics that we want to introduce later this year that our community has been asking for. So very excited for what's coming down the pipeline in the near future. Me too. It sounds very exciting, <laughs> especially the new products. And it's such a, I love the, I love the brand. I love what you've created. Oh, thank you. And I know that it will work out. And my last question, it's a bonus question. If you could have any celebrity wear Kent's underwear, who would it be and why? So 
The celebrity, I think that would be an amazing representation of what we're trying to do is Gwyneth Paltrow. And she has started her own companies, has proven that she can take her own leadership and entrepreneurial skills in new directions that aren't typical from, let's say, uh, an actor in her space, and also demonstrate a commitment to more environmental, sustainable ideals by making really beautiful products. And I just love everything that she's created with Goop in terms of the products, the content. It's really uh, amazing. And I think she would love the Kent Briefs. I think so. So Gwyneth Paltrow, if you are listening to us, wear Kent. (laughs) She's excellent choice, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. When I was writing this question, believe it or not, I had two people in mind. One was Gwyneth Paltrow and Drew Barrymore. I thought, oh, amazing. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're on the same page. <laughs> yes, especially Gwyneth Paltrow. She's very open and it really fits with her persona and brand as well. So Gwyneth Paltrow, get on Ken. Yes. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stacey. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. I really loved seeing you after so many years. You are in LA. I'm in Paris. Years later, we both look the same. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's amazing. (laughs) Yes. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. And I knew you will one day our path will meet because I remember years ago when you walked into my office and it was, I think, your graduate thesis at the time. Yes. You asked me questions and I was very impressed because nobody was talking about sustainable fashion. Nobody. I mean, we had, we had, like I, I told you in the beginning of our call, we had brands who were these indie brands. And if you were calling yourself sustainable, you were doing things out of your bedroom, speaking to a very, very niche target market. In fact, if you remember in fashion, if you said I am a sustainable brand, they will immediately say your target market is a niche market. So very particular group of people. And I am actually, there is criticism. I myself criticize the industry, but I'm also glad that we are finally starting to talk about sustainability. And I'm starting to see a lot more awareness, but also if someone is greenwashing or green hushing, there is more awareness around that as well. So it's very encouraging in some ways. Definitely. I think that's the other side of the coin where a lot of brands are trying to jump on this uh, trend, if you will, and adopt sustainability language. And it's really tough because there's not a lot of regulation in the industry yet. And so customers have to be a little savvy to really read behind the brands and understand what they're really doing and if they're being authentic when it comes to their commitments. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Stacey. Thank you so much. This is so nice. (laughs) Thank you. Join us next month for another episode. (laughs) 